Hey, Ellie Lloyd here, and today, a wow, 16th appearance for Theory of a Dead Man to co-host The Rock 30. Tyler Connolly, good to see your face, my friend. Yeah, you too, dude. It's been a while. It has been a while for sure, and uh, in fact, I was looking back, we're going to be doing a lot of flashing back today, I hope you don't mind, but uh, you were one of the first guests I had on The Rock 30, just as COVID was starting to ramp up. Uh, Last time you were on the show was April 2nd, 2020, and in fact, I think it was one of my first Zoom interviews. Zoom has become, uh, you know, a whole new world for me and and doing interviews, and I'm sure for for bands as well. So with that said, how's the last two and a half years been treating you, man? Because it has been a whirlwind. Yeah, probably the same as everybody else. It's been weird. Uh, Yeah, I've gotten Zoom. I pay for Zoom now. That's just another one of those add-ons you have in your life now. I started doing uh, every every Sunday, I would do... uh, a game night with my mom and aunt. Wow. So we play Yahtzee. You ever heard of Yahtzee? Of course, sure. Yeah. Uh, so we play Yahtzee. So, of course, when COVID was kind of ending and I was going back on tour, I was like, well, okay, you know, I guess we'll just stop doing this. I'll just stop paying for it. And my mom and aunt were like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what do you mean? <laughs> so, now, <laughs> so now it's... It's just now it's just every Sunday for the rest of my life. I haven't thought about, uh, you know, that in, in the in the world with the family. I mean, obviously, that that's a great thing, man. I've never even thought about doing game night. That just takes it to a whole new level right there. Yeah, well, you can then you can see each other when you have arguments and yell at each other and stuff. It's great. That's exactly right, man. Well, uh, something I'm very happy about is you just reached a 20-year milestone just a few days ago, actually. Uh, it was September 17th. And um, the 20th anniversary of the release of your self-titled album. So, you know, when you go back, man, and and again, I uh, interviewed you that uh, just a few months after that album was released. So I've, I've had a 20-year relationship with you as well. When you go back and visit that album again and maybe just put it on from front to, to end, are you still just as proud of it as you were when you first done it? Or you go back and go, well, I was younger and I would have done this different. Or what, what's your feelings on it 20 years later? It's a bit of both. I, for me, I, I definitely, uh, I can't speak for the rest of the guys. For me, when we make a record, when we're finished with it, that's it. I never listen to it again. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I know some actors are like that where they make a film. Like I think Johnny Depp never watches any of his films. That's it's the like, one I yeah. was just thinking of too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like me. So because if I go back, I will pick stuff apart and be like, oh, this could be way better. But at the same time, like it's really cool that it just, it represents a, a place that we were in. It's, it's, it's so nostalgic because that was really like the beginning for us. And it was like these four green, we were green. Like we really, like I remember like we had record labels coming over uh, to my dad's basement wow. to watch us perform. Like <laughs> it wasn't even like a showcase. It was like my dad's basement and it was just like loud. And they're probably just like plugging their ears. Yeah. And so that's, you know, so for us, when I hear it, it just feels raw. It just feels like, I just started thinking about all the memories of us being in the studio and having fun and just like, just kind of being like these young adults entering this world when we had no clue what was going to happen or where like that we'd be talking about it 20 years later with you yeah well the funny thing about it is this show today is almost kind of like i don't know if you ever remember a show called this is your life where they go back and you know flash back to your past but i did find something today i wanted to play this for you now the first time i met you was september 29th 2002 so literally almost 20 years to today that we're doing this interview sunken garden theater san antonio and at the time 
Nothing Could Come Between Us had just hit the top ten. I think it was about number eight the weekend that we mm-hmm. uh, did this interview. So I found the audio of that day, and you told me about this song. So here we go. This is uh, Young Tyler, and let's see what he had to say about this song. I, I hope you can hear this. Uh, that's like a relationship song, sort of a relationship gone really bad, I guess. It's like the girl, a guy and a girl, and the, the guy really is... Uh, had enough of her, but she's a little, I guess, obsessed, and she just can't uh, take a hint, I guess. <laughs> was this written from personal experiences? Uh, I don't know. A lot of songs that are like, <laughs> sometimes I write a bus. song, I just write words subconsciously, and then I, I read it after, and I go, wait a minute, this is about somebody. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's, I can't honestly tell you if it is or isn't. <laughs> now, do you still stick by that answer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I've seen a therapist quite a few times. I'm sure they pulled out a lot. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny listening to me. I, I even sound like a, a kid. You do? I mean, so. that's that's 20 years ago. And I was so happy I found this audio <laughs> last night. I was working on this interview about uh, 11 last night. I was like, let me just see how well I've archived my interviews. And boom, there it was. I was like, oh, my God, I, I got to play this for Tyler today. So uh, before we came on the air today, you kind of tossed the camera around and, and showed me you're next to some of the uh, the gondola rides there. You're playing the uh, Central Washington State Fair in Yakima. I, I almost can smell the corn dogs and the funnel cakes. But, uh, you know, fairs and concerts and everything, uh, the protocols, are they lightening up a little bit? Is it is it a little bit easier to interact with the fans, especially in a setting like a state fair where it's, you know, a little bit different than your typical concert setting? Yeah, everything's back to normal for us, I think. Uh I don't see any masks anywhere we've been, uh, but I'll go walk around. I'll go, uh, I can see some horses from here and I, and the mini donuts, uh, stand. So I'll, we'll see. I, but I usually will, when we do these, uh, state fairs and stuff, I'll usually go out and get some terrible deep fried food and bring it back to the bus. You got and to we'll see who picks at it over the night. The crew guys come on the bus. <laughs> You're like, Whoa, deep fried, deep fried. <laughs> Deep fried Oreos. So, uh, yeah, I'll go out there and check it out. That's awesome, man. Well, another stop I saw on this tour is Deadwood, South Dakota. And I don't know if you watched the TV show on HBO. I became a huge fan. I mean, I really got immersed into this. And I've never been to Deadwood. But if I did, I would be such a huge tourist there. So my question is, have you been there? Have you played there? And uh, do you get a chance to uh, maybe walk around and and see some of the, uh, I guess, the famous graves, if you will, while you're there? Yeah, I've definitely got to check some stuff out i don't know if you've ever been to deadwood before i mean we've been around there a lot like i don't know how far that is from like sturgis and those kind of places right but i think this show is the third time we've tried to play the show due to covid wow. i think the first time was canceled because i think five of us got it and and we're sick and the second time i think was it was rescheduled so this is the third so we 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 are playing the show. <laughs> we don't care. We have to drag ourselves on stage. But yeah, man, I've seen the show, uh, and I, I'm big into like westerns and, and the Wild West and stuff. So uh, I'm going to go see if there's some. I mean, Dean will probably go walk around and see if there's some cool stuff to take photos of. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, back to your debut album and the 20th anniversary. Um, there's so many bands that obviously will hit a milestone like this and go, well, let's go out and do maybe a one-off or a few select dates where they do the album from front to back. I mean, obviously you had two big singles from your debut, which uh, you guys kicked off really well, but um, have you thought about doing uh, this album or maybe down the road gasoline or something like that in its entirety? Yeah. I don't know. Like we kind of missed the mark. Like we, we, 
we should have probably done like a 10 year scars of souvenirs that would have been around 2018 that would have been really cool yeah i don't think this one we do you know we'll play something off this record i know a lot of fans have asked for that you ever going to play you know this album in entirety i think that's the first album is like 34 minutes and change or something it's really short <laughs> yeah, yeah and I, I remember uh like when we went and toured on the first record we'd go do a headline show and we would play the whole album and like a cover and like two b-sides and we would like good night and get off stage and the promoter would be like get back on there i don't care <laughs> you were not it would be like an hour and five minutes long or something right. we we're just like we don't have to, we have no no more songs yeah so i don't know like, yeah we could do the full record and then uh You'd have to add some songs for sure for some other stuff, but Scarden Souvenirs could be a cool 20 year that would be in six years from now. So yeah. that might be awesome. We could maybe do that. I don't know if this has ever even come across your radar, but you know, I, I always think about, you know, you have to have this 25 year thing from the time you release your first album to be uh, considered for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, and to me, 2027 still seems like a long ways down the road, but really it's not. And if I got my math right, that's the the year that you would be eligible for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, you know, and I've had bands like Bush, you, you know, from the UK say Rock and Roll Hall of Fame didn't really mean that much to them just because they didn't grow up around it. Being from Canada, is it, would this be a big accolade or a milestone for you guys to hit if you were inducted and, and brought into it? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it w I mean, that would be amazing. Uh, I think I looked up how many Canadian bands have been inducted and there's not a lot. And I mean, I think they included like, you know, Neil Young, uh, in there. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the band maybe is, I think that's kind of a pseudo Canadian slash American band. Right. The band. Right. Uh, and then of course, rush. Sure. There's not a lot of Canadian bands that are in the rock and roll hall of fame. Um, that sure would be something. You never know, man. You never know. But uh, who knows? <laughs> well, five years from now, let's start the petition, Tyler. Let's <laughs> let's get it going, man. Let's get you guys in there, you know. Going back to uh, the summer, you played Download Festival back in June. And are the is the vibe of the fans over there pretty much the same as here? Just happy to be at live shows again? And, you know, what was the vibe of the, the overall crowd there? And also kind of a two-part question. Uh, other bands you got to see that uh, you know kind of stood out to you? Yeah, so that was nuts. That was so that download was the first. They had canceled it two years. We were supposed to be on it uh, the twenty twenty, and then they canceled that one. They canceled twenty one, and then twenty two. This was the first year back, so it was nuts. I think it was probably about a hundred thousand people, and we were the we were on the the main stage. So for us, that I think it was 11 years was the last time we played Download. Wow. So I was actually nervous. Like, I don't think it had been a long time since I had that much adrenaline going through me. Like, when we got on stage, that was a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, they were, I mean, you could tell in the audience, they were just so pumped to be out again and seeing a bunch of bands. Uh, we didn't get to see a lot of bands play that day because we had so much press. But the headliner was Kiss, who we played a couple festivals now with this summer. So it was cool. To, I, I did watch a bit of Kiss. Yeah, which was it was just pretty awesome. Kind of hard not to when you're when you when you're that close to Kiss. You kind of have to stop everything you're doing, right? Because I mean, I think these guys are going to be around way after they're dead and gone. I think there's going to be some incarnation yeah. of Kiss out there touring. I don't know what it's going to be, 100. But <laughs> there's going to be something out there. Yeah, I mean they they've got this thing now. I went and watched this show in London. It's called 
ABBA Voyage. I can't remember what it's called. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. I've seen some uh, of the footage and blows me away, the technology. So we uh, we knew the guy that was one of the uh, investors and creators of it. So we got to go to the show. It's, it's sold out for, I think, months or years or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he got us tickets to the show. I mean, it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. So what they did, as people don't know, is they, they took the ABBA members who were all still alive and they put all of those dots all over them. Right. And then they did a performance and it, it was something like 1500 hours or something like that of them performing. And then they made these like CGI characters of them when they're like 20 years old. Yeah. I think they said what year it was, 1970 something. Mm-hmm. And then that's all you're watching. You're just watching a performance of these avatars. It's almost like the Tupac 3D thing. Right. It was, in, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, you could not tell. And they talk to you between songs and stuff. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> so I think Kiss has probably seen that, and they're like, hmm. Yeah. I guarantee you Kiss is on it already. They're going to figure out how to do this long after they're done. You know, Gene is probably figuring out this is going to this is going to be Kiss. It's going to be called Kiss Forever or Kiss <laughs> Ever Dies or something like that. Before the interview today, I did see this lyric video for Invisible Man from your first album that, uh, you know, I guess that one came out a couple of weeks ago. Um what was the idea behind putting this one out? Because it wasn't a single, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was really cool to uh, revisit with that song again. Yeah, I don't know. I think the label just asked and we said, yeah, that sounds, that's a great idea. Invisible Man was like kind of a, it was almost a single. It was weird. It, it wasn't really a single, but it came out on the Spider-Man soundtrack first, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it became kind of a hit in our hometown of Vancouver. I remember it, it, they started playing it on the radio and they started getting requests for it. And then it just became every day was the number one requested song on the station. Uh, so it kind of came almost like this pseudo single. So we've always kind of loved that song. We we played it live here and there. So um, it's always one of those kind of songs that we, we, after all these years, we still love. Kind of all start jamming on stage or something. It's just been so weird how the planets have aligned recently. Last uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Nickelback on the show and uh, had a story in Blabbermouth about Chad talking about the Pantera reunion. Josie Scott's kind of popped back out again. He's out there doing a little bit of solo stuff. And of course, you know, you did guitar on the Spider-Man soundtrack as well. So you know, it's just kind of weird. I mean, you know, it, I, I've been doing this for so long, but it seems like even though it was 20 years ago, some things just seem like... You know, you and I were having that first conversation yesterday, man. Time just goes by so fast with music, I guess. It just keeps you young, I guess, maybe. Yeah, and you know what? Things come around, like, people get nostalgic. They get to a certain age where, like, for example, they may listen to music because they're young, and they may almost think they've grown out of that music, but then they come back to it, like, 20 or 25 years later, they come back, and they go, you know what? I'm old enough now that I'm going to go and see my favorite band play. Right. I don't care. I'll go by myself. How much are tickets? 75 bucks i don't care and that's kind of like you get to that age where i'm at where i just i'll go I'll, i don't care i'll go by myself yeah. that's i think that's what's happening you're seeing that and i think who knows maybe we can do like a hero jam i'll hit up josie and chad <laughs> now that i would pay i would go by myself to see that too i mean i would buy a ticket for that i love that man well, I've been sworn to secrecy, and this interview can't even air until after October 20th, so you know you can give me what you can today, but the, the limited info I know is new music, maybe a single called Dinosaur. I don't even know if I'll have this song when the, this interview airs, but what can you slip me under, under the table there and, and give to me today, man? 
I'll give you whatever you want, dude. I'll uh, send you the song if you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when was this written? Was, uh, yeah. was this done recently? Did you do it during lockdown? Or Give me a little yeah. setup on this song, because I, I hope I can play it by the time uh, we, we, we air this interview. It's called The Dinosaur. It's a return to that theory of a dead man sound, I guess. We really felt like it was time for us to go go back to kind of like a sound that like, you know, the 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 irony of our whole conversation of, of nostalgia and stuff coming back around. This this record feels a lot like our older stuff. Even people have said like this, uh, this sounds a lot like your scars and souvenirs songs. Truth is, and uh, Dinosaur definitely feels like something from that era. So uh but that's kind of the song is it started with a word. I just love the word dinosaur. And then I wrote this riff that I thought sounded like what a dinosaur would sound like. And it's just this heaviest. It's just such a great, badass rock riff. And uh, I mean, I, I can't wait for people to hear. It. I think a lot of people that have heard it already are like, yeah, OK, thank you. It's, uh, people are very, very happy that we have kind of coming back to that sound so i think our fans will be really happy well i i'm so happy to hear you say that you know that you, you created this riff for the song because you know look man you guys write great songs i love seeing you perform you're a great vocalist but you know at the end of the day sometimes people just may forget what just a badass guitarist you are dude i mean i i've just seen you rip dude i mean so i'm glad to kind of hear you you're back to that man yeah and, and it hasn't been honestly since the first record since I wrote something uh, that was a riff first. There's another song on our album called Ambulance. It was the same thing. I had a word. Yeah. I like the word ambulance. I want to write a song about what the hell am I talking about? Ambulance. Then it turned into like a fun party song about how we're going to get so f***ed up tonight. We're going to end in the end up in an ambulance. <laughs> and I'm like, that's such a great theory song. Oh my God, this is going to be. And same thing. I just wrote this riff that just sound like the, it's such a heavy rock it's just so good. I'm just so excited for people to hear some of these riffs. Well, to prove to you and my listeners that I do my homework before I interview my guests, now, I understand you were talking about playing Yahtzee with your mom and your aunt, but you made a rug for your mom while in lockdown, like this horse rug, from what I best I understand. Yep. So tell me about this. It seems like this is a something that would definitely go almost the entire lockdown. It would take me five years to do something like that. It's pretty close. So I promised my mom I was going to make this rug for her. It's one of those, like, I can't remember the call. They're called, like, hook. You get this, like, this, you have to buy this wooden thing. And it's like a hook. Yeah. And you get these little colored pieces of, like, rug material. Right. Like shag. Yeah. Shag carpet. And they're and it's, like, uh, colored by numbers. So you get this <laughs> this thing and you have to hook one. Dude, there's, like, thousands of these things. And so I promised my mom I was going to do it for her birthday. And then her birthday passed. And I said, no, no, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> just kick. I think it took me a year and a half to finish it. And I'll never do it again. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was so laborious, <laughs> is the word. Yeah, so it, was, the... it was labor intensive. But, uh, I mean, she really appreciated it. She can't. She's like, I can't use it as a rug. I have to hang it. But, yeah, it's just some horse or something. <laughs> it's pretty badass. <laughs> uh, I'll, find, I'll find a photo of it. I love that, man. Well, uh, to close out the show today, we always like to, uh, to let our guests pick a song, uh, you know, that we can play on the Rock 30. And, and since we are talking about the 20th anniversary of the self-titled, I mean, uh, if you'd like to pick one from that album that's still one of your favorites uh, to listen to, or maybe one that you're still performing from that album, uh, do you have one in mind? Yeah, you know what? Uh, let's play, like, the last song. 
that actually is was called theory of a dead man and we changed the name of the song it took that's where the 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 title theory of a dead man comes from was uh this song called the last song was off her first album wow that's pretty cool and now you're gonna have to change the name of that song to theory <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what was the name of that song called theory of theory yeah exactly are you tired of answering that question <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, what I tell people is, uh, look, we just, I mean, when we talk to our management or our label or people that know us to go, oh, the theory boys are here, or we got to do a call with theory. So we just tell people, what's the name of your band theory? Just go Google theory on, on, uh, on Spotify or whatever, and they'll come up. Right. So, uh, but we're all, we're always be theory of a dead man. That's, that's, that's who we are. It's our, it's, we have multiple LLCs and S corps. <laughs> with that name on it so it can't be changed you didn't want to use the acronym toad well that was there for a while fans <laughs> fans had toad totem uh but yeah the toad thing we didn't really like too much because we we're like well the toad i don't know it's like a frog like what <laughs> do we have a toad as a, like a mascot we didn't know where to what really to do with it but i don't like system of a down is a, like soad right. they use that too so toad I think I did go with TOAD when I when I first met you guys. Like, yeah, TOAD, you know, theory. And and I even called you theory many times before it was even, you know, thought about. But, you know, it, it's so funny. And here I am doing it myself. But it, it seems like every interview is like, well, why don't you guys change your name back to theory? You know, it's <laughs> so I was just funny. Just funny. Yeah. Didn't know if you were tired of answering that question or not. So, damn it, no, I did man. it again. <laughs> It's all good, dude. Well, dude, uh, go get you some funnel cakes and enjoy the fair, and I hope you can make it to Deadwood, and if you will, you know, take some photos there, and I'll be checking it out on your Instagram, and uh, best of luck, man, uh, getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2027, and uh, can't wait to play the new music for the fans. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I really can't. We're, this is going to be a, it's gonna be a great run. We're really looking forward to it. All right, my friend. Thanks, man. Thank you for being on the Rock 30, buddy. You got it. We'll talk soon.